Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Jared. And this is The Good Juice. Where we drink wine, whether it's good or not, but usually, and probably, is in fact good juice. Showcasing Australia's best micro wineries, let us two bartenders and a special guest take you through three wines and a mystery beverage. If you love wine, like wine, or your mum drinks sav and you wonder why, strap yourselves in for a wild fermented ride. Welcome to The Good Juice for week four of the podcast and week 14 of our Instagram show. No one cares about that anymore, but that's all right. Um, yeah, <laughs> we've got today uh, Jared as always. Hi. And we have uh, Luke Simons. Um, Hello. One of our good friends, director for the Good Times Only group. Um, just tell us what you do, man. What do you, what do, you, what do, you do? Dude, um, a bit of everything at the moment. Yes, yeah, so the director of Good Times group at Dagwood, Little Prince, First of Deaths and Helen Wolf Bar. Um, been predominantly Helen Wolf for the last few years, but uh, right now I'm just trying to get on top of everything now. Yeah, well, yeah. At, at, right at the moment, he's the maintenance man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love it, man. Tools on tools. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's a bit of everything at the moment. Yeah, I just fixed up Dagwood currently, so I get a nice little uh, little uh, power tool break, which I'm pretty scared to go back to after we have these wines. <laughs> All right, uh, wine. Yeah, well, the, what do you yeah. drink? <laughs> yeah. uh, not much at do all. Do you drink wine? Yeah, McGuigan's Black, three for 20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy nice red, though, so I'd have been more into the skin contact orange stuff as well, so popping down. Uh, down at Night Parrot now, because they're mainly... I've been to the Throsby with the new owners yet, so I'll have to go check those guys out still. They're legends. Um, yeah, it's yeah. really nice. It's yeah. getting definitely the natty wine weather now for me. Not that there's bad weather for it, but... <laughs> uh, definitely the sun out now this scorching 24 degree day which is yeah which is a 60 degree day in orange I'm just snowing back there right <laughs> I was going to say it's, it's, st- it's still uh, jumper weather in Townsville mate so uh, I'm on the opposite scales here I'm, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> yeah Jared's got his thermals on at the moment it's only 24 <laughs> <laughs> I feel like shivering next to me <laughs> the, amount of, the amount of times that you Jared say mate I left. I went to Northern Queensland for a reason, all right? To get away from the cold. I'm like, mate, it's 20 degrees outside. Did you live in North Queensland? Did you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that a drinking game these days? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Appreciate your time. I've uh, talked you up as Wollongong's funniest man. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, after, <laughs> if no pressure. Yeah. Yeah, I look forward to letting you down. Wollongong really needs a strip club, though. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just start on that note. Uh, so, I don't know, as you said, Luke, you, you drink a bit of natty wine. You, you don't, do you, do you know much about varietals and stuff? You're Not at kinda, all, mate. Just, play, I'm here to learn with yeah. you guys as well. You know, it tastes good. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it, man. That's yeah, it's got booze in it. I'll drink it. Jamo yeah. and orange wine. All right. yeah, <laughs> what a mixer. <laughs> also called the, uh, Irish car orange bomb. Yeah, wait, the the Irish Agent Orange. Oh, Well, we we do introduce our wines every week, so we've uh, we've got a couple of crackers. Hopefully today, I don't know. I haven't tasted them before. How uh, we got the Vincent Estate Alicante Boucher or. Alicante Bouchette, whichever way you want to pronounce it. We then got Bobby Boucher. Sigurds uh, Chenin Blanc. That's in the wrong order. That's not good. The Sigurds we'll Chenin Blanc. Uh, and then the a new a new winery with us today. Wild and Wilder. Um, also from South Australia. Um, they 
Yeah, mm-hmm. made tasty wines apparently because like Henry to took them on, so I reckon it's probably going to be good. And um, what's the great? Alicante Boucher. Uh, so we're going to start no. with the, oh sorry, Nero, Nero Diablo and Montepulciano. Sounds fucking uh, amazing. Is the, is the uh, wild and white, a cloud and cuckoo. It's actually quite good graphic design. Um, so we'll start with the Vin and Wines 2019 Sparkling Alicante Boucher. So uh, Alicante Boucher is a Tenturia grape, uh, which means it has red skins and also red flesh. Most grapes, uh, you might not know, so you might know, most grapes, uh, red grapes, they have just red skin and clear flesh um, on the inside. Uh, so these make particularly red and deep wines. Um, this is pretty much the first in Australia of a sparkling varietal of the Alicante Boucher, but it has quite an interesting history. So Alicante Boucher come, came from the gene splicing of Grenache and Petite Boucher, uh, which was Henry Boucher's call, who was a scientist and a botanist um, back in France in the 1800s. Um, it rose to prominence after the Philocera blight, which was the big fires in France that wiped out like something like 80% of their vineyards. It was, it was ridiculous, some, some insane amount. Um, um, infection. Yeah, it was an infection, but there was also a fire as well. Um, a lot of sultanas. And then, yeah, heaps, <laughs> heaps of sultanas. Heaps of sultanas. And then England colonised them and made Christmas pudding afterwards. Uh, and then we have our uh, bathtub um, booze once upon a time using Alicante Boucher. So in the uh, Prohibition era um, in the US, actually, they tried to grow Cabernet, but it didn't work. So they used Alicante Boucher as it grew really well and created heaps of fruit. And it was great for transportation. So they used to make these grape bricks, right? They used to freeze these grape bricks and then like send them secretly to people on the North Coast where they then make secret wine. Um, and because this, this uh, comes up with such a giant amount of grapes, uh, they were allowed to yeah, use that as, as their prohibition liquor, this, I guess. This is the same, the same grape we had last week or the week before. No, we haven't had No, I, I can't. it was that real red, red that was in a Yeah, red. which is a Saparavi. Ah. Yeah, yeah. So Saparavi is another Tenturi grape. Um, but this is another type of Tenturi grape. Um, so what we're expecting on this old normal um, Tenturia, uh, sorry, normal Alicante Boucher, uh, which this is not, is, uh, you know, cherry, bl- bramble, black currants, plum, black pepper, tobacco. You get smokiness in Portugal sometimes. Um, and then, yeah, basically a little bit about Vin- Vinden. Um, Angus, I was going to write a whole bunch about him, but he's just like, I believe it is my responsibility, just as O'Shea, Maurice O'Shea, who was a guy in uh, the Hunter Valley, who created really, um, really innovative wines, um, did up on the old hill to continually redefine and reinvent the Hunter Valley. Tradition is not stagnant. It should constantly be re- redefined as we learn from previous generations. Um, so that's what all, we, all we had to say. And I was going to write a whole bunch about him, but that was good. Um, and they're one of the few wineries in Australia that actually uses for idol. I've, I've never seen it in Australia. And definitely the first in Australia to do a sparkling Alicante Boucher, uh, which is expected to be fruit forward, red berries on the palate, and tight acidity. Well, I can tell you now that I've had a sip while you're having a chat there that uh, those things are correct. It um, it definitely tastes more like drinking a red than a rose, um, which is not exactly what I expected, um, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it is very like. I, I guess it's rich kind of the word for it. Yeah, like, definitely, I think. It's very yeah. rich for what you'd expect from, like, rosé, obviously, is meant to be like that dry, crisp 
uh, kind of thing. Whereas this is, it is fruity and rich, but it's not sweet. Yeah. Um, it's more like a, a, not a savory rich, but like a, like a sour plum kind of. Yeah, it's got that astringent. It's got that, I reckon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sour, sour, it tastes like a fucking glass of Rodina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got, it's got that sour, sour plum astringency. Um, and as well as that, like, you know, red fruit and dark fruit taste to it. It's also got that, yeah, that epic astringency, which, which you're talking about that goes along with that carbonation really well. Mm. Yeah, about that. Tastes like I'm not going back to work this afternoon. That's what's <laughs> really great. It's really nice. Uh, what any good flavors you get in there, Lukey? Do you bring some of I mean, the sour plum. I had Ribena like bang off the bat. Like yeah, that's fair. As a basic man, like that back end of it's just really dark, black currant-y as well. Like, yeah. So I get a lot of. You know, there's like a bit of acidity sour plum. And, like you guys bang on nailed that. Like it's, it's, it's a good a, amount of acidity. It's it's cool. Otherwise, it might be a bit too rich. It's really fresh. Cody scored you. Yeah, chuck this in a glass after about a game backyard cricket out the side when I was about oh. 15. Yeah. I'd uh, knock it back and not know the difference, I reckon. Find something to have breakfast with. Yeah, it's, uh, it's only 10.5%, so it is quite smart. Only. Well, usually sparkling wine's like 13, no, 12, yeah, right, you know, yeah. 14%. It's, it's held its carbonation all right, because it exploded when I opened it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, so, so I don't know if it was because uh, I had it not cold enough, but uh, it may have... Made a fountain, um, our latest feature at Burst and Death, um, <laughs> of, of the Alicante Boucher. I, I went to open them uh, a couple of minutes before the show. Well, just before we did the intro, as you would have seen me cleaning up after myself. Uh, and I cracked it sitting on the bench and it exploded up above my head somewhere. Uh, so we lost half the bottle off the go. Uh, so I don't know what, uh, exactly why. Uh, it was something that happened in the I've been licking the benches line, but, good. but it's coming up pretty tasty. So I wish there was more yeah, of it. Yeah, it's sucks. coming up pretty tasty. We've already we, finished we, it. We, we literally got like <laughs> two thirds of a glass each, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we haven't got much. Um, it feels like a Dutch beer pour where you got just like three, you got three fingers. Yeah, it was all, all, all head. All head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah just chop it yeah. off. Yeah, it's um, worth it. So, Luke, on this show, we uh, we have a rating system. It, it, it works. Uh, it's called the Good Juice. So, we have a juice rating system. Um, so, we have juice, good juice, great juice, or sauce, and it's your job to decide uh, what is it. Is it is it any of those? Is it your own? Mate, I love this. Great. I'll be going back for this for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's like a lack of ex- lack of wine experience. I I'm very impressed by this, but I'm definitely for like, predominantly I'm a whiskey and uh, beer drinker. Um, which a lot of wine people hate though because uh, I drink so much whiskey I tend to lean towards Chardonnays which are the uh, scum of the wine <laughs> world I believe um, I love Chardonnay man. the scum of the wine world <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so, uh, I lean towards those but no, bloody amazing light vibrant and uh, most of them basic nice and fruity for me so yeah. it's, it's, it's great juice what was great the juice? yeah great juice yeah, 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 great it's juice good juice great juice or sauce I'll, re- I'll, res- I'll reserve the sauce I don't want to go I don't want to sauce that's fair enough that's fair enough I've never met a 10 in my life it's always been 9s <laughs> you can't call a 10 you, you just can't yeah that, that's 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 actually fair um, oh, you're making a mess mate uh, my, my turn uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, it is pretty great juice. It's got all all types of things I didn't expect. Um, I don't know if at some point it would get too rich for me. Like that acidity is good at the back. Um, I, I do like it, but it it is really rich, and I was hoping for something a little bit less rich. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, well, I was, I was, I was hoping for the opposite because I have so many dry sparklings. I was like, and this isn't sweet, but I, I have those, you know, typical, you know, stone fruit or apple, you know. Well, that's just why like I keep saying the word sparkling. rich and not yeah, sweet because yeah, yeah. I don't think sweet would do yeah, it justice because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not sweet in the sense. It's and just it's like, sweet. it's just really, really fruitful. Yeah, it's yeah. like normally it's more that, that the apple and pears and those like those kind of lighter, acidic kind of fruits, whereas this is more, yeah, like your plums and your... Uh, raspberries and like not so much raspberry but like those darker bigger fruits yeah, no, um, which you wouldn't normally get in that um, so it is it does really really play with your mind when you, when yeah. you drink it um, but yeah I still think it's really nice like so I'm, I'm, I'm not giving it a bad bad review um, not a bad juice <laughs> it's definitely not a bad juice <laughs> not bad juju uh, yeah it's, it's, it's good to great it's a good day. Good day. Yeah, good day. Good day, mate. Good All right. Yeah, cool. Uh, I agree. I, I actually love because I expected it to be super dry, super astringent, you know, just like typical uh, sparkling varietal. Even if it's like a sparkling rose, you still get those apples, and you might get the rose and texture like most of the time. It's super dry and super astringent. The fact that like I drank this and it drinks like it looks, it's bright red. It mm. drinks bright red. The colour was really cool. Um, as I said, Cotty's Cotty's Cordy. will give me some of this shit after a favourite backyard cricket. I'm giving it great cheers. Beautiful. Nice. See? Nail it down. Thought it was too tall. Agree with that. Yeah, exactly. Drink more wine. None of these, none of these haters around here. <laughs> I don't hate it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I've, I've, never, I've never had a bad one. I, I, I completely understand what you're saying. It is rich. I'm just like... Big on the juice, you're right with the juice. Yeah, Big yeah, juice, absolutely. So. Good juice, good juice. Yeah. All right. So uh, next is uh, a Chenin Blanc. Um, so this is the Sigurd 2019 Chenin Blanc from uh, Sigurd in <laughs> South Australia. Uh, this guy's an absolute beast. Uh, this Chenin Blanc is made in the Clear Valley. We haven't had a bad wine from these guys. So Dan Graham's the guy. Um, it's called Sigurd because he has uh, Nor- Norse her- heritage. Um, yeah, yeah, Nor- Norway-ish heritage. Or, I think it's Norse. Um, so Chenin Blanc basically is, uh, was grown in South Africa, um, usually blended with Semillon and Viognier um, to produce a bit more structure and flavour. It was then taken by France, and, and they put it in France, and because of the chalk and the off-dry um, soils of the Loire Valley, it produced um, nice kind of sweeter wines that were off-dry, more kind of, uh, I guess, honeycomb and, and sweet honeydew and... and uh, yeah, hunting forward, I guess. Like, Chenin Blanc definitely has some honey. From the look of that colour, if you told me that was honey, I would believe you. Like, yeah, yeah, It's exactly. got that, like, That's golden yellowness to it. Like, so, so... It's uh, not far off the colour of that golden chocolate. Chenin Blanc, <laughs> you find, like, yellow apple, quince, baked apple, melon, and then if it's oat, you get butter, popcorn, and, you know, we, last time we drank this, so, like, it's like drinking a croissant. So you get those kind of things. Um, this is also it's sourced from one of the most northern blocks in the Clear Valley. <laughs> This Shannon Vineyard is 57 years years old, um, practiced organically, so so many grapes have gone through this, my, this thing. I was going to say motherfucker, but it, it deserves more, <laughs> more, uh, more, more We're talking about curving our swearing. <laughs> so uh, this was picked at 11.5 Bome. I didn't... I, I've the heard... Bome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so make a, a lot of wine <laughs> so, so it's a pretty funny story. So I used to go up to the Southern Highlands and take photos of like wineries and stuff and talk to winemakers and just get it. Anyway, so I went to uh, Tertini one day and this chick's like, oh, do you want to you want to meet the winemaker? I'm like, yeah, no, nah, 
Sick. Like, definitely talking winemaker. Anyway, starts, <laughs> starts talking all this stuff I had no idea about. Eh? So, yeah, if he did about 20 bone, man, and this man, I was just like, Fucking hell, gee, I was, it's great <laughs> like, chat. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know, like someone talks to you like for like five minutes and you don't know what they're saying, but then like 20 minutes later, you still don't know what they're saying. You're like, I should say something, <laughs> but I didn't say anything. I just yeah, let I think we're six go. minutes into this podcast. So, <laughs> 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 <gonna> <laughs> so uh, there was a point where I was very, very confused. Um, so BOME is the measurement of dissolved solids, solids in the grape juice, which measures the amount of residual sugar. And 11.5 BOME is quite a lot of BOME. Um, <laughs> but that's fair because it does smell quite sweet on the nose. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to have a off-dry side. But it's like a fucking science experiment, this thing. It smells whole, slightly fermented still. It's whole bunch press um, to third-use Russian oak punchins. Uh, Russian oak is, uh, as the Perez Roulet, who's a veneron in Rioja in Spain, says, the Russian oak gives different aromas from French oak during the aging, more elegant and sweeter aromas. Um, so it develops it more sweet. Uh, it's then co-fermented for skins 10 days as whole bunches. The fermentation took about 20 days to ferment on lees with full malolactic fermentation as well and left in oak for seven months. Wrapped from oak, and then a small amount of sulfur is added after bobbling. Fuck off. So they just made like a whole bunch of different little wines and mixed them all together. Well, well no. <laughs> no I mean, they bit, take, bits. Yeah, they're taking all those different bits. Um, um, so full malolactic fermentation as well. Sorry, yeah, is, it, it smells as complex as it sounds. Yeah, uh, it's I, yeah, yeah. I haven't right, tasted right. it yet, but it, it smells like that off-dry kind of sweetness. Um, there's apricot there, but there's also still like... That honeydew and stuff, which is really kind of separate from each other. Um, yeah, it's um, fucking spring acid. Monster, hey, yeah, um, like everything together. Russian oak, I'm really curious with that. I yeah, man. Tried anything out yeah, so I have like, so. I have like Hungarian oak, Slovenian oak, Russian oak, all sorts of things. I know a, a, a lot about Hungarian oak. I'm coming, so come but, um, from a bloke with like myself as a whiskey like background. Like, yeah, why isn't anyone jamming some fucking whiskey into some Russian like some yeah, ex, ex, this is Russian oak? Get the old barrel from this and just put some fucking whiskey in it. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. Yeah, there's an idea. There's an idea. We're grandsons, you're listening. Come on, come on. I know you're listening. Um, so malolactic fermentation gives this uh, a really nice sweet, sweet mouthfeel, which is where they add malic acid um, to lactic ferment, uh, which is malolactic, um, which creates a more all-round palate structure and kind of um, brings about acidity and, 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 um, and texture. Uh, so you generally find that with heavily oak wines like this bad boy. It's like perfumed apricots on the nose. Like it's not like straight up like fruit. It's like perfume from that like secondary ferment, like a whole bunch pressed and sitting in oak. It's got like those, the nose of what you would smell after a piece of wood is like oiled. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not bad. Not bad. Um, but this is pretty funny, right? Before we give our review, I just thought this was hilarious. So there's this... Uh, there's a site called The Different Drop, and they do all these different wines, right? And they review them. Good work, dear. Um, and The Different Drop, this is better than any wine review I could ever think of. Maybe you could do better, Luke's on. A little waxy with aromas of fresh honeycomb, toffee, and bruised apples. Slippery and glossy palate, which is framed by perky crystalline acidity. Soft tannins and flavours of kumquat and sherbet. Cool, cool look at a Shannon should be more like it. 
That's a pretty good description. Yeah. 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 I just can't pick up. I can't pick it apart too well, guys. I'm not a massive like huge wine drinker, but I can't pick apart like a dominant flavour. It's definitely like a marrying of all these things together. Because yeah. it is so complex. Yeah. So it's definitely, definitely apple, definitely quince. Yeah, a little bit of honeycomb there yeah. from that. If Frankenstein made a wine, oak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Frankenwine. 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 I feel the quince for sure. Yeah, definitely quince, man. For sure. Um, but you, like. I mean, you definitely get those like honeycomb and toffee, but I, yeah, those perfume notes I, I get more of. Um, and let's be honest, I can't taste a kumquat in a wine. I've had about one kumquat in my life. I don't well, fucking know. Well, I, I always said before, the other thing I can taste is like Quince's kumquats. So. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't mind um, seeing what it tastes like a bit colder as well. Yeah. Um, a bit more of that acidity will come through and level it out a bit more. I just think it'd be a bit flabby, a bit colder. Because we find that all these natural ferment wines, we have to drink it almost room temperature because they are so complex. Mm. Um, this is this is sick. You definitely, like, I'm definitely getting, like, honeycomb late as well before that, like, secondary yeast, like, wipes everything away. Mm. Um, and I'm left, like, with a little bit of tannin, um, which I guess you get from uh, the ageing in the Russian oak as well. There's heaps of shit going on. Yeah, dude. So literally, like, it's really hard to. Super complex. I'll tell you what, though. Yeah. It's good. (laughs) good. I never said it was bad. No, no. I mean, mean, it's good, but I'm not like. It's not. It's not blowing me. It's not blowing me either. Yeah. Staple from the same. Like, it's. It's good and it's complex, but like. I don't know. Like, I, I, I drink it, but I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't order it at a restaurant. I reckon it needs to be slightly colder because it's like, yeah, it needs a little bit more of that. Still acidity. Still over there? Yeah, come probably. Probably. Come back to it. Yeah, just, jam it in the ice bucket. Yeah, yeah. Let's prove Joe wrong. Prove it wrong by the end of the show. Man. What's yeah. everyone else thinking who's watching, we watching we here? Are, call in. We are, we are drinking. <laughs> we'll take phones. Uh, optimum, I'll take those. Optimum temperature. I, 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 it's been in the fridge for ages. Mind you, room temperature in Australia on a 24 degree day is to room temperature over. Oh, no, dude. It's supposed to be realistic because it was no, South Australia, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it's not room temperature. It's colder than room temperature for sure. It's always probably It's probably probably that optimum temperature um but i'm gonna give it good juice yeah good juice um luke go on love what did you say the first one was it's tasty uh tasty. juice juice i'll go juice mate juice for me that is gone yeah no, oh. yeah not, you, not you, a fan you oh. barely touched that yeah yeah oh. Oh, that's me i'll help you finish it mate yeah, yeah. Cheers, mate. yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's not that i'm not a fan it's just like um, I'm very uneducated, by the way. Yeah, yeah so I, just I know, and, and that's yeah, the thing. That's it's such a complex like. thing. I'm just like, I, I, I wonder, like, I'm not a winemaker. I just wonder, like, is there a little bit too much done to it? Oh, yeah, that's it. You, can, you definitely over, like, over yeah. do stuff. Yeah, no, that's like, fair. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I love your wines, Dan. Like, this is a great wine, but, like, I just want, I'm personally, like... Have, have you ever had a Segurd wine that isn't, like, neck-level... Um, complex though, no. like everything they do is extremely yeah, complex, yeah. I and that's generally why I love them. Hey, yeah, that's like, the thing. Like, I, I think I've, yeah. we've tried probably three of their wines, and I've given two of the three sauce, I think, yeah, because uh, I've really enjoyed them. Um, 
They were their reds though. Yeah. And I gave sauce too. Um, I really um, like it. I really like it. I'm going to tell you both to get fucked and give it great juice because I, I like that more than I like the last one. Alright. <laughs> like give, <laughs> yeah, right. give, give us the reason why. Yeah, right. Give us the reason why. Reason why. Because once again, like I said, there is so much going on in there and I do like the fact that every time I taste it, I get something different still and it's like I want to keep drinking it and I want to sit down after this and keep going through that and finding more things out of it. Whereas like, I think I found out everything I could about that first one in the time I drank it. Uh, whereas I, I like those those complexity things that make me kind of think and keep going back. Is like I end up drinking the whole bottle just to try and work out all the flavors in it. You know what I mean? Oh, it's definitely it's definitely got complexity, and 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 there's definitely something you. But but like, I don't, it's not something you can just pick up and drink. It's just not. Oh no, that's fair. It's just not something like I would I would not give this to anyone who didn't drink a fuckload of wine. Yeah, that's Yo. good. Like, like we've said a million times on the show, like uh, some wines are made to be smashed with wines and we love them because they're made exactly to be yeah. that and others are made to be complex wines that you yeah, just yeah. Don't think yeah. about and we enjoy them because they were made, they made it for that reason and that's what it is. Um, and so yeah, every wine doesn't have to be smashable and I, I quite like finding the complexity of that. Well, cool. You great juice. Yeah. Juice, good juice. Um, as, as I said, still delicious wine. It's just like, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't want anyone to get angry at me for giving that review. <laughs> no one is going to get angry at review, mate. That's what reviews are. But we, um, we absolutely love it. Yeah, if you say everything's perfect every time, no one's going to believe it. That's yeah, that's right. You've got to, that's yeah, exactly right. Oh, I that's uh, exactly right. I love hearing bad criticism about some people. I mean, it keeps you grounded. Yeah, I, I think it does. Not that it's bad criticism. Not that, anyone respect, <laughs> not that anyone respects my opinion. But. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but say my opinion too. So, <laughs> guys ever see you sitting there, oh, fuck. <laughs> it tastes like uh, Johnny Red. It's uh, weird if didn't like it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm generally excited for this next one uh, for a few reasons. Uh, Agus uh, is a new producer that we haven't tried before, yeah. which is good. Yep. Uh, and also because of the blended grape that it is, because it's uh, two grapes that I have recently started to drink a lot more of. You're drinking multiple Chiana? Well, we fucking we've got some in here. That's what I mean. Like it's Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's mostly primitivo. Yeah, yeah. Wow, what a plug. <laughs> yeah. Good job, mate. Good job. Um, so it, like Monty is something obviously that I'm learning about. Uh Nero, I've been drinking for a bit longer, um, and have obviously been expanding into it a lot more of late. So it'll be really interesting for me to try that and see how how it goes. Yeah, I think this is definitely uh, a wine I'm going to love a lot. A lot of people like it, uh, from what I've been reading. Um, so basically, these guys, Wild and Wilder, pretty cool guys. So the winemaker and founder, Giles Cook, has an unnatural love for Harmony Bedico, and uh, he passed the master wine course the first time. Is that like fifteen percent of people pass that course in general? So like he passed it the first time, which is just ridiculous. He met the future founder, Fergal Tynan, um, over a beer on the evening before the course started. Uh, and it says he kissed the Blarney Stone early. I think that means he's Irish. Does yeah. that mean he's Irish? Yeah, okay, he's Irish. Um, so this is just a little bit of a synopsis about these guys. Wild and Wider is all about good, clean fun. Working hand-in-hand hand with our merry brand, band of growers, we craft wines of supreme quality 
at our Adelaide Hills Winery, but we don't take it all too seriously. Grapefruit from Barossa, Langhorn Creek, Clare Valley and Adelaide Hills, grown by great people and made with a lot of love by those that know the wine is all about good times, tasty food and creating great memories. I really like that introduction because this guy's just like, pass the master wine course first time. He's like, yeah, but I'm still casual. It's <laughs> good shit. The, um, um, side note, the arrogance. I uh, saw on TV the other day, they had to shut the Blimey Stone because of COVID. <laughs> 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 it's, it's just like a, a million people kissing the same stone it on the same day. It makes sense. Like someone just sitting there, there's one person just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, just just it the whole kissing. time. So your next kiss is just you like ethanol every time. It's like tastes like ninety nine percent alcohol. I really blocked it. Why'd you shut it? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think we shut it for? Oh, oh mate, sorry. outraged. Absolutely outraged. I've never kissed the blind son, by the way. Well, probably because like he was like fifty it. euro to get in there. Oh, like, okay. I'm not paying fifty, and I was poor. I was, I was eating like you were backpacking. I was, eat, I was eating soup and bread for every meal that, <laughs> like, because I had that little money. Anyway, no I've had better stones. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right, take one of the fattest stones. <laughs> Twenty stone. Um, so, <laughs> uh, one. so Nero Dabla, uh, this is a. I couldn't find the percentage of uh, mix in this Nero Dabla across multiple Chiano. Um, so originated in Sicily, uh, Nero d'Avola means uh, black of Avola, where the grape originated. We're expecting some black cherry, plum, tobacco, licorice, pretty heavy fruit, high tannin. It's fairly full-bodied um, wine and uh, grows really well um, in uh, wind-resistant areas, so really windy areas. And 2019 vintage uh, in Adelaide Hills was super windy. Um, so so Nero d'Avola grew really, really well. Montepulciano, on the other hand, uh, his medium-bodied red wine from uh, Italy uh, in Abruzzo. So you find Montepulciano Abruzzo on, on most of Montepulciano, yeah. the R Montepulciano. You can definitely confuse Montepulciano uh, as a Sangiovese because there's a particular appellation that is called the same thing, um, which is really interesting, right? Um, so this really? is a full-body tannic um, wine usually. So this is going to be a big full-body juice bomb. Um, red plum, boysenberry, sour cherry, taff, oregano, heaps of herby, multiple chiano. Um, and it's the second most planted grape in Italy after Sangiovese. Has a reputation of being pizza friendly, which works. Okay. With, which works with Wollongong. There's about 300 pizza places. <laughs> That's um, true. <laughs> right next door. But are they friendly? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dabla was handpicked and the Monty was machine harvested. Both were wild fermented with gentle plunge downs twice daily and gently pressed into mature older oak for five months. Um, so the mature old oak for five months would just be to kind of lessen those like really intense tannins and, and acidity. Um, so I think this is going to be a juice bomb and it smells like just like uh, Alan's lollies. Smells like you, you know Alice Lollies with uh, some uh, baby chicos in there. It's got that kind of <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Back of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I can tell you, I've had a little taste while we have a chat. Then um, that it is, I'd say, a, a medium-bodied uh, red. Um, great tannin structure, really nice tannin structure. It, great, it, it, it coats the mouth really well. Doesn't uh, doesn't overpower oh. anywhere too too much, oh. but. Just let lets that fruit kind of really stay around for a little bit. That's cracking. Um, 
Just really good. A little bit of acidity, but also herbaceousness. Yeah, it's just about to say the, right. the herbaceousness and the um, like. Yeah, that, that spice and stuff that comes. Yeah, through. yeah. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting like you know more kind of licorice and like cinnamon like up like the top back palate, but it doesn't hang. It just kind of rolls around into yep. a big fruit fruity finish, um, and you get those like confectionery red fruits, which. Um, which, yeah, it's so, so well structured. What do you reckon, yeah, yeah, red and sticky, man. That's what I'm getting down the back. But it says roll down that bottom palate too. First initial hit and then you're just going to feel it, yeah, go down the back, back underneath the tongue as well. It's really kind of nice. So it's very, very sticky. But yeah, it's definitely like eating a hook for the, um, the, like the, the little red raspberry lollies. Mm. Those sounds, man. I feel like, yeah, yeah, I definitely overindulged those as a child. So <laughs> take back to my child. I wish my parents just gave me that instead. would have been yeah. much easier, it's, you know. Yeah, it's got a texture. I would say I would say it's medium to full body um, as it as it develops uh, because you get that really nice tenon structure up front that you that you get from that marrow, and then it kind of you get the herbaceousness and, and everything in the multiple shiana, and then it washes away, and you get that. Like, and it still continues because there's a little bit of spice like hanging so around. You, 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 the, the whole top of your mouth uh, dries out, whereas your tongue stays juicy. Yeah, and they they kind of like continue to work with each other it's kind of cool yeah yeah i'm very very impressed with this yeah, one i think it's really very nice. very impressed at 13 percent it's pushing through so oh, really? much flavor yeah well, it's yeah, my tongue drawn so out more than anything else so i think like i think the, i feel on that like towards the back more than um, the front i'm still getting like the front mid but i don't know because <laughs> it depends I'm, I'm like suck breathing it yeah fair. fair yeah there's fair. there's so much going on it's really well balanced and it's juicy it's herbaceous. It has tight acidity. It has a, that lovely tannin structure. It just like it just hangs a little bit. I think this is the one that's going to develop really well over the years. Yeah. And in like five years, you're going to see that tannin structure fully develop, and it's going to become like a very, very full body wine. Um, right now, it sits in that in that nice in between where it's like it, it's not too big that yeah. You couldn't just smash a whole bunch of it, but it's yeah. enough that you can really enjoy every part of it. And if you had to sit there for yeah. a second, not have any more, it still stays around in your mouth. Uh, but if you want to smash through it, you could. Yeah, yeah. This is nice. It depends how you look at it. Hey, like, it's all perspective for <coughs> this one. I can easily light and smash if you wanted to. It depends what mindset you're in, too. I can sit there and really enjoy it. Like, I yeah. feel this could go quite well, like, in a nice, like, sort of evening setting or even, like, a nice cold, like, cold winter. Like, I think it's going to sit there as well. Like, that's like, like, like yeah, it's really well balanced wine. I've yeah, yeah. done a really good job well, with, you, with the making. Talk about pizza friendly wines. I think it's so pizza friendly. I, I, you know, you could eat this with any pizza. You literally, the thing is, the thing, the great thing about Italian grapes is they're literally made to go with tomatoes. I was just like, <laughs> you know, like, like they literally. Tomato and everything. Fuck it. Tomato and pasta, tomato and this, tomato. <laughs> it's like, so they made wine. And this is a, this isn't only a really good wine, it's a great expression of the particular grapes that they are. Um, because you definitely get that juicy narrow, and, and then you get like slight herbaceousness and, and that and that little bit of spice from the multipulciana. Um, yeah, it's you said you didn't know beautiful, the percentage. Beautiful no, there was no percentage. That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to ask him that. Luke, what do you what do you reckon? No, I'm loving it, man. I think you guys just said I've been quieter in the corner because I was nailing everything you know, I'm talking about here. I think I'm saying the same things again too. Like, like it's just everything you're saying. I'm definitely getting like, and you're right. That basis, man. That like oregano. I'm getting through that as well. That nice savoriness to that too, man. Like that, kind of that fresh, fresh herb, and more that sort of dense root herb sort of stuff. You know, branchier herb. Definitely getting that from there. So yeah. Uh, and that, that's said before with the tannin, man. Like it just can go either way, man. I can really see myself like even I think if you chill this down, like I, I think I'd still really enjoy it too. Like because it can potentially be that light body, but then definitely heavy too. So. 
I don't know, that's a piece of both. And yeah, going with the food too, man. I, I can't see a food I would enjoy this with anyway, man. Yeah. So that red meat, that tomato, pairing there well. That's going to Absolutely. Wow. It's beautiful, man. What do, you, what do you give it? I'm going back up to great. Great yeah, juice. Great juice. Yeah. Great, yeah. great. Jad? It's definitely great. Um, yeah, it's, it's a high great. High great. I agree. It's a high great. Great point yeah. seven. Yeah, great it's, it's uh, yeah. Like it's a beautiful wine, not quite sauce. In five years, it'll be sauce. Mm. Um, yeah, but it's a it's a beautiful wine. Well done, guys. I'm, I'm very impressed with that. I'm excited to get some more from these guys for yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah, I'm glad that the new wine maker pulled through. That's, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, the, the, the guy who, uh, who passed the master wine exam the first time. <laughs> yeah, uh, he makes good wine. So, so, that's what he's doing. Look, uh, so all these wines today, guys, as usual. You probably heard me say this a million times, but you know, I'm going to keep spruiking it because small wine's the way to go. You can get all these wines from Henry at Maven Merchants, mavenmerchants.com.au. Use the code GOODJUICE uh, in capitals and you get 15% off a cheeky six pack um, or uh, 15% off a, a 12 pack. So there's definitely value there. The, the wine that we, we have in this show is, is absolutely cracking. Um, and we just we, we just want to support small and and Henry's really um really passionate about that. I was mentioning him the other day and he was just like yeah like let's keep working together and let, let's get everyone on small wine. I'm like yeah man let's do that. Um so what do you what, what do you think of the Chenin Blanc again? It's already changed like the nose has changed I think like straight yeah, away. Yeah the nose has changed straight away. It's less yeasty already like that yesterday yeast body you know. Um, I, it gets like it's. I reckon if you get a little bit colder, it'll be like drinking a a shrub. Like there's that, like you know, a well balanced shrub where it's like it's sweet enough but it's acidic enough at the same time. Yeah. Um, so we're going back to the Shadow Blanky case for those people on the pod, the uh, podcast that are watching the live video. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we're all wearing uh, three piece suits, by the way. <laughs> yeah, looking real, real. Yeah, sharp. I did my hair today. I didn't realize this uh, would be uh, audio only. <laughs> uh, what do you? What do you re- Representing, I was like, we probably all have some kind of someone's shirt. Um, mine, mine had red wine on it already. Just, the, uh, <laughs> just so everyone knows, my shirt was pre-red wine stain. It's the fashion. Exactly. It's the exact same as ripping a jeans, buying ripped jeans, is buying a red wine stain white shirt. It's the exact same concept, and I will not. It's a bad fashion about it. trend. Exactly, exactly. It's not, not a lunch uh, talks. It's not a phase, mum. Yeah, I. It, it's kind of doing what I thought it hoped it would do, and it's kind of getting towards that stage where I think it's almost perfect. Of what that wine should be. Yeah, I, 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 like, I like it even more. Now. It, it's a bit colder, and I'd like to raise it up. I guess maybe it's a white wine. I guess maybe I'd like to yeah. it a little more chilled. Because there's, there's, trust me, there's plenty of white wines I've drunk in this show that are shit. Well, not shit cold, but like are so much better at the right mm. temperature um, than they are at, at real cold. Yeah, abs, abs fucking lutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah that just needed yeah. that little bit more temperature. I think like, so. I'm getting a lot of stone for that. Like, yeah, so I mean, go maybe I, on the back of that too. Like, I'm working that. Yeah, sure. It's. I mean, it hasn't changed that much. It's still, no, it's still good. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some of the red wine of um, yeah. counteract. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm definitely getting that lighter sort of stone fruit in that for me. It's still good, yeah, yeah. Oh, I actually pick out a flavour that just wasn't sort of there before. I agree. Yeah. Uh, what do we get as a bonus? Uh, I forgot to tell Luke to do that. You need to you to bring something. Oh, bring something? Well, my fucking positive attitude, me being here, is nothing, is it? Yeah, no, it's not enough. It's not enough. enough. Yeah, fair. We need, fair, we need fair. a mystery. Do, do uh, we have a mystery? I don't think we have a mystery beverage. I'll find a mystery beverage. <laughs> Who doesn't need a mystery beverage? Uh, so, what, what do you want to talk about, Luke? Jamison. Uh, <laughs> beer. It's got to be beer. Oh, yeah. Got something, uh, got something um, last or any there? 
Oh, nah. <laughs> this is being recorded. Ben won't let us crack it. <laughs> yeah. You knew exactly why I was. <laughs> yeah, I know why. I know why. All right. Uh, I only chose this one because it's... Um, because it's a little different. Uh, so we've done a, lot of, done a lot of work with Garage Project recently. Jesus uh, for anyone that, anyone that comes into Burst and Deaths. Um, so, due to the fact that the only wines we have up on the shelf are the ones that we have all the time, because we're about to change our wine list and get some new stuff in, yep. as, as we ordered some this morning from uh, the lovely guy from Maven Merchants put us on to. So, thanks, thanks for that, guys. Uh, but we're going to go back to beer again, because that's what we've got a whole bunch of new stuff of. <laughs> so, it is from Garage Project uh, out of Wellington uh, in New Zealand. They probably make more different types of beers than any other beer company on the planet. Can anyone name someone that makes more? Garage Project is sick too, because they are. No, they're certainly. No. Yeah. Build <laughs> have an old garage, like an old garage. In England. Garage. <laughs> old garage, yeah. So they have an old garage. Yeah, an old, old, old petrol, petrol station. Old petrol station turned into a brewery, so be fun. Cool. And these guys, like, they're cool. They, they have core, but they rotate their core, which I like about these guys. So they might have, like, one or two core, but they have rotating seasonal core. So, you know, every autumn they're going to release. Like the um, we're gonna do like the uh, salted white peach sour. Like they have like they just like it's just good. They just keep bringing them back. It's like they're, they're playing off nostalgia, which I like. like <laughs> yeah. Hey, like, 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 they're getting old. It's like hey, I remember, like as the memory gets worse, like as you get older, more senile, you're like I remember that limited release in two I years ago. That. Give me some. Yeah, it's like you see a DVD in the basket on the checkout on the way out. You're like. Yeah, fuck it, I remember that. That was sick. <laughs> that was sick. Terminator 2, that was awesome. Which was awesome, by the way. Blu-ray. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can watch this. What a bargain. Remasters in Blu-ray. Yeah, it was still shot with a fucking technology back then. Yeah, yeah. you shaved off like, you've routed pixels with a file. It's, like, <laughs> it's the same thing, hey. Um, um, so the actual, the beverage that we're actually drinking. Um, that's a nose. Is the gherkin. The electric dry hop acid test. Uh, so the acid test is one of their semi-core um, sours that they have, uh, which is one of the first sours I kind of drunk, to be honest, that really that I really enjoyed. Um, that was the, their unflavoured sour, so it wasn't necessarily flavoured with anything. It was just um, it was a kettle. It's a kettle sour. Um, we'll call it a gherkin too. So it smells like gherkin. Well, it? it's yeah. It's it's got that. <laughs> it's a gherkin. Yeah. Uh, so for this bad boy, though, they've uh, taken a classic kettle sour and decided to throw a bunch of hops in it at the end. Uh, doing a nice dry hop with, what hops are they? Ella, Titi, and Saphir hops. Uh, all New Zealand hops, as they are from New Zealand. Um, obviously, Luke really liked it because he just took most of mine. Um, I, I actually had it on the other day, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a very well-balanced beer. Uh, Luke, you're, you're the big beer drinker. Talk about it. It's fucking delicious. Yeah, it's really nice. That's it. Over to you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. They said, yeah, gherkins, you're definitely right, man. Hey, like, let's see. Like, I'd fucking love yeah, to, like, yeah. a pickleback sort of style with that as well, man. Like, it'd be fucking delicious. Like, 100%. I right, see that boiler making really well. It's just like, yeah, with, like, if I know, fucking hard one, like a Jamison or something. Yeah. Really nice. Jamison like, and pickles. <laughs> yeah, like, fucking delicious. What, uh, what, what really interests me about, um, about, about this beer is, is that as soon as you see a beer, and you, and you see sour, you're like, oh, it's going to be fruity, right? And there's a little bit of fruit there. Mm. But there's also that, like, underlying, like, vinegar, like, vegetal kind of... Um, that was kind of the point. It's like, well. it was what I was saying about the acid test being a, a non-flavoured sour. Because you're exactly right. Everyone thinks fruity sours. Because when people make sours these days, it's all like, oh, let's have a mango sour, a passion fruit, a pineapple sour. And, like, that's all well and good to, like, sour up something that's fruit-flavoured. 
Um, but the, my favorite roof sours are those like farmhouse styles and stuff like that where you get all these big fruit flavors that, 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 none, that none of them come from a fruit though they yeah, all come yeah, out yeah, of yeah, the hops and from the fermentation and stuff that's where the flavors come yeah, from and, and i really it's, enjoy it's that it's kind of kill tradition these big fruits like i, I like whereas obviously the fruit some of the fruit this comes from the dry hopping <laughs> I, I, I really do like that they are guys like hope right now for the big guy the big sour guys in the market like hope oh, oh yeah obviously flavored like, sours oh like because in terms of like, when it's really they're, they're accessible price points there so every business has them um hope hope has them and unfortunately what people do now they're not so much looking for a style of beer looking for a flavor beer so they look for oh that's mango that's pineapple because the sour because i imagine I, I don't i can't speak for hope i'd love to know because the fact you have such a diverse range of sours and you've been able to put them out so quickly i imagine there's a base process with a steeping under that so like i'd like to see like, so you're just making a baseline and then you're flavoring it. So yeah. you're essentially, you're making a flavor, not a beer in that sense. Like where these guys have tried to dry hop, like to dry hop this like acid as well. People like, like, oh, it's a lot of kettle souring going on, but I'm sure there's a different process. But you guys have the same mash, just changing the flavor where other people really put focus on the mash, on the um, acidity they try and reach. Because like, yeah. like guys like Way would try to get to about 3.8 pH, you know, they're, um, they're, they're uh, Lina Yeah. So like. They got different levels of acidity, um, different sort of um, points as well, different steep times. But like guys, like I said, Hope, who have really been dominating us, they're gonna have the same process with a different flavor. Uh, we have talked about this uh, outside of the show, myself, Tom, and uh, some other mates on the on the Hope beers of exactly that. Is it is kind of like they taste yeah. like they are they are a base, whereas like these other people come up with these really. What we talk about yeah. is these young winemakers that are making these wines all the time is that they're, they're creating wines, not making wines, yeah. which is what people are doing before. It's like other winemakers yeah, yeah. are just using the process that their parents did before and they go out and they make the same wine Huge, with, with yeah. the same grapes kind of thing, whereas these got, a lot of these small wineries we're doing uh, using these different techniques with that same wine and with those same uh, grape varietals and, and trying to create these different flavours that may not be what the public expect, which generally sells well, that's why people do yeah. it, but they're... they're willing to push the boundary and try something new whereas that's coming into the same thing with beer is that you'll have those obviously craft beer is huge now and all these people trying um yeah. to do all these like you said the flavored sours but those people that are really trying to craft the art of using all these different hops and yeasts and using their own process to do them and times and stuff that are creating their own flavor is what i really enjoy so yeah to bring it back like to what you're saying before that's what you wanted like to focus on that you know like well yes this will introduce a larger larger scope of people into the market with like these flavored sours but then i guess you can finally refine it but when you try and pre- you're trying to present a nice sour you've got such like the last surrender people oh, yeah. are very surprised and like shocked that it's just that subtle flavor though when you do say oh yeah this is gonna um go like a you know there's wine style ones as well like you're, yeah you get a little like honeydew and like, yeah you know, but it's like, oh, it's like I wanted to taste pineapple. like pineapple it's like no like that's not the idea like you know because you got your fucking um, yeah that's right it's like the, the convergence I'm like oh fuck this tastes like pineapple to me and yeah. people are like oh I guess there might be some pineapple there I'm like yeah not in the sense that it is a pineapple sour yeah, I'm, yeah. like I'm <laughs> such a lambic fucking freak like lambic man fucking six month aged like fermented on oak like yeah, yeah. dude that's everything man it's got that it's got it's like i, I love beer okay. so it's like the sour beer and that tannin back into it that's been the barrel aged like, sour oh dude it has a it has the uh we we call them like primary secondary and tertiary characteristics where like the secondary characteristic it's not a pineapple sour it just 
it has those characteristics of pineapple because it's been in Chardonnay casks and there's probably some yep. range of of, of, uh, of Solera that's created that Not um, characteristics. And you get that, that the feeling of pineapple, like pineapple is that yeah. tingle on the tongue and mm. stuff and that with the, some other acid, like that's yeah. what creates the thought of Man. pineapple. Sensory associations, crazy shit. So, uh, pineapple. <laughs> well, what are, what are you going to give this beer? I'm going to give it grape juice. I think it's really nice. Yeah, it's grape juice. It's uh, absolutely grape juice. I've, yeah, I'm, I'm really close to calling it high. Like, in terms give of sauce. Do it, mate. Give it sauce. I know what you think. Yeah. So, how was your thing? In terms of this, yeah, man, I, I really, I, I had low expectations of this. I thought I'd had it before. Gherkin, but I know, but no, it was a different. Well, I thought I had as well. And um, I, I like the heat more than I thought I was going <laughs> to. Yeah, same as well. It's just missing a back, bit of back end sour for me, but like. I'm gonna go like really, really high, um, great juice. Great really juice. high, really high, great. Because I, like, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say juice just yet. But you could use a little sauce. more back end so sauce. Sorry, sauce. Yeah, nice sauce, sorry, sauce. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, so, boys, how how much do you reckon these wines are, right? Well, I, I just saw the screen for that all, one, so I'm not gonna <laughs> go into the I'd first one. I'd say they're all about 750 mils. <laughs> no, no. How, how, how much money? How much money? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I'm gonna not guess because. Uh, I, I'm on the show all the time and I, I have a rough idea how much we pay for one. Probably 36 bucks. For all of them? For all of them? Oh, that's fine. There's one, sorry, I think I'm left or right. I didn't see your screen too. <laughs> how much is that? No, I, I mean, uh, hang on. Yeah, we gotta... just, just nail a price on each one. Just off the top of your head. Boom, boom, boom. 36, 28, 40. Well, I have no idea. Yeah, well, so this is 35, the Vin in um, Alicante Boucher. 35. This Sigurd Chenin Blanc is 36, and this is 24. 24. 24 for a wine that good is ridiculous. And Not good. I'm the, glad I was wrong. That's what you get when you support small wine. Don't buy some shit $24 bottle of wine from Liquorland. Yeah, right. um, that's awesome. But boys, look, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, that is pretty much all we got for the good juice this week it, man. but uh thanks so much luke Simons, for coming on hey uh, guys thanks for putting it through with me so my, my wine knowledge is incredibly deep and I've, I've even learned a lot from this today so and i hope there's people <laughs> listening as well that actually have too man like, there's a lot of chat mate if you learn something from us then uh everyone's gonna like, yeah that's with, it yeah with, yeah with your background i don't, <laughs> I don't know how everyone's talking <laughs> Cheers, guys. Yeah, and get on the garage project. <laughs> Support the Kiwis. <laughs> thanks for thanks for listening to the Good Juice. Uh, next week we have our friend Ramon on. Uh, oh who, yeah. Who owns oh, nice. So uh, get get your uh, translator ready. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. he's, he's got that thick French accent. Uh, <laughs> authentic. So, he's uh, an authentic I, Frenchman. If you can oh, speak French, if you can speak French, you do well. Uh, so <laughs> it's all fake. It's all fake. So uh, yeah, thank you for listening uh, to the Good Juice. Please like and subscribe. Follow on Spotify. Uh, follow the Instagram page at the Good Juice Podcast. You can follow my. Uh, Instagram at T underscore Opie. Follow the Howl and Wolf Instagram uh, in Wollongong and also follow Burst and Despar. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of promotion here, but thank you to Jared and Luke and thank you so much to Maven Merchants for always providing the juice and Sigurd and Wild and Wilder and Vinden for doing such good stuff. Um, we appreciate it and we'll see you all uh, next Sweet. week. Beautiful. Peace, guys. guys. Thank you. Peace, guys. Cheers. <laughs> Oh, fuck me, that was a lot of work, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're still there.